he, no way he knows who Adrian Free are. What? Huh? I'm looking it up right now. What was the one that used to? I had to look up Chimino. TRL. Do you know TRL. what TRL is? I do know what TRL. That's what I mean. You see, but that's what I mean because they had. Why would they watch <laughs> if they had their equivalents? People only got so much. Ayana, well, let me not watch TRL. But I did not. I did not watch TRL yeah, anywhere TRL. near as much as I, I watched 106 oh, and Park. Okay, yeah. But saying. like, but that's what I'm saying. I wasn't going home to watch TRL the way I was going home to sit my ass to but watch Free. But you see, and this is something I find so funny because like we want to sit here and be like, oh well, why don't they do this? Like these people at the top of the top of these business systems understand they read the markets just like we talk about market and say like, oh well, that's working in that community. Why don't we just go ahead and make a spinoff and do it here? It is impossible to anticipate where the two monsters which suddenly appeared in the atomic area will attack next. If your power goes out, remain calm. Oh my God. In three, two, one, we gone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 58 of the First Sit Podcast. Today, we're sitting down with a name stay on our podcast, Ayana Howard, but different environment for this podcast. We are at the All Elite sports factory here elite sports factory elite yes. sports factory are, here in Maniunk. we are at my humble abode and i'm very excited and just happy to finally get you guys in the building because i feel like we always talk about it so now you guys are here and you guys get to see and it's awesome you guys Bro. get to see it so that makes me really happy i know you can't get your eyes off that ninja course down there i can't stop dude i can't stop he wants to go try that it. out so bad i almost did honestly he i'm surprised you didn't jump in the pit oh, no i will you had, i'm you going didn't. to i can't stop thinking I about it put well, the timer on i for need you to know how i do so okay. you know because there's a lot of, we got to talk about here but Bro, before I we jump into stop it thinking about playing in that pit before we jump into it before you jump into the pit i've been thinking about the whole time what you sipping on today oh today is um how do you tell the people why you got a big bottle of what you're sipping on today, Albert. Can you? How, how do you say that word? What do you think that is? Waiakia. That was Hawaiian. that was great. Oh, that was great. That. That's Waiakia. Yeah, that's that's what we're gonna go with. Hawaiian volcanic water. We're gonna go with that. I always I always spend the extra dollar on the bougie water. Mm, you do. do. We talked about this a lot. I do. I really but do. Let's talk more about why you need to have this level of hydration today. Because once again, like our last weekend, the last time that we recorded. Uh, after the Super Bowl, I had another very long weekend this past weekend. I do not feel good today. Mm. And it's Monday, mm. and I was drinking on Saturday. You didn't I, look too great yesterday I, when you sent the uh, that picture out. Yeah, dude, dude, drinking is poison. It is literal poison for the body. <laughs> 100%. I don't understand how people, like, party, party like we used to. I, I don't get it. Uh, I had a very, very hard night in the city. I, I envy people who can still do it. Yeah, you can. Like, you actually can. No, we talked about that. I think we talked about this the last time Ayano was with us. I'm, I'm, I definitely discovered I'm a hit or miss. Funny enough, this wedding. Mm. This is when I knew. You had a wedding this past weekend? I had a wedding. Did you get trashed? Absolutely. And oh, then okay. I got, like, my entire table trashed because, like, people don't know that, like, I can go shot for shot with everyone. Okay. On a certain oh, day? Here we go. Or, Any day. Oh, okay. I go shot for shot. Mixed drinks, not my, not my tea. Mm-hmm. But you give me a bottle of tequila. Okay, and you'll hang. I can hang. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> here we go. With with great like strength comes a lot of responsibility. Oh, that's right? true. Wow. What was his name? I Uncle, she, Uncle Ben. I knew that's where she was going. Uncle with that. Ben said it. So and. I honestly, I feel like what better way to start the podcast out, podcast off by embarrassing myself. Mm, um, I so I was drunk. 
there was a bridesmaid who was way more intoxicated than I was and was vomiting mm. on me. I'm trying to like get people still to the bathroom because I'm like, one monkey don't stop no show. Like, yeah, she's going through some things, but like, so are the rest of us, right? Like, we still have to pee. Mm-hmm. Bathroom's beautiful. Long story short, try to be a hero. Wow. And I slipped. Oh, and no. Fell. In the vomit? In vomit. <laughs> I've never sobered up so quickly in my life. Dude, and I looked sucks. and like that's when I was like I'm done like I'm done drinking I'm done I love those moments I had one of those moments this Did weekend a hundred percent I had I had not I didn't fall in vomit but we were walking first of all I had no idea where we were Jesus I have no idea how we got home so we're walking through Hoboken after we had come back from the city to continue going Bro, to Hoboken's another bar. it's like mini Manhattan now. 100%. 100%. Well, we left Manhattan to go to Hoboken at 3 o'clock, kept the party going, went to this crazy, like, college bar, dude. I, I, dude, I don't know how people do that anymore either. Like, everyone's bumping into each other. You can't hear anything. Drugs, No bro. one's happy. Drugs. I guess well, I don't do drugs. So I don't hella know. drugs. There was hella drugs. And probably. Well, I mean, They maybe. were snorting Adderall in the bathroom. But how, we were, hella we're, drugs. So we end the night with three Jaeger bombs back mm-hmm. to back, which is so stupid. Yep. After the third one... After the third one, we're walking out, and one of our buddies had already left an hour ago. Mm. We somehow find him again. Where was he? Out front of out front of a of a pizza place with a girl, and and when I saw him, I realized how messed up he was and how mm-hmm. messed up I was. I thought to myself, I can't ever feel like this again. <laughs> I, I can't ever feel like this again. I'm in no control. If he was going to sock me in the face right now, I wouldn't move my head. It would just hit me. You Anyone. Know, you know what? Uh, and this has nothing to do with right now, but I just thought about you listening to yourself 10 years from now, maybe 20 years from now, if you can still access this podcast and just hearing yourself right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be like, dude, you messed up a bunch <laughs> in the interim. You and didn't then, hold yeah, your word. Like, let's think about yeah. it. Like, okay. yeah, you, you didn't hold your word. Cause I just, you weren't that, telling the truth. That visual was really well. Like you really just yeah. broke that down pretty well there. And I'm like, wow, he's saying this. And I can see him being there in the moment saying, dude, I don't want to be here again. Cause I've been there so 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 many times yeah but yours was like pain after. yeah yours was like, like you like, feel actual pain i sit there and i go into my most spiritual state yeah because half the time we think you're dying if people well, don't believe dying. like yeah, but the most recent time he almost died <laughs> I've, I've talked to god plenty multiple times that's what i'm saying bro i was talking to god in the moment is yes. what i'm saying like yes. i'm walking through hoboken and i realize if my friends who know where we are <laughs> were to peel off right now, I'm dead. I can't. I won't get home. I can't see my phone if I look at it. I'm just gonna have to sleep Bro, here. And you know what's funny? You didn't learn from the last time when you guys almost ran to the uh, to the Jets and the Sharks when you guys were walking through New York last time. Oh, that was great. Oh, they had a West Side Story moment. Oh, the whole gang rolled up on them, and we got rolled up in Philly one time too, real bad. But Philly was, they were Bro. nice to us. I think it's because I, it, I'm me. He came back and told me he was like, the Warriors rolled up on us. He was like, dude, came out from the back, like, Warriors. For real. And I was like, what do you, he's like, one dude came out with a knife, another dude came out just snapping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was no, like, that's Bro, not you true. Gotta, I was like, you got to get out All there. that's true. You got to get out of there. This, mm-hmm. is why, this is why I have to be with them. Yes. They, they need the moral compass. They need somebody to be like, hey, calm it down. But Stop you it. know what? Why I enjoy, I'm like sitting here and I'm reflecting because I've known you guys for literally a decade, yes, pretty much, right? Which is crazy. Damn. Yeah, like a decade. So, like, I'm looking at how, like, amazingly successful you guys are as, like, men, sure. right? Interesting. Very dope men, right? <laughs> dope man. Ladies. Both of you. Both Y'all of you are super. Well, I mean, he's Y'all not available, that. but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, What's like, I'm sitting here, like, I'm so proud of you two. 
But I'm also glad to know there's a little bit of hood rat left. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you got to like, stay you got to stay true to yourself. That's what got us here. Like right I'm now. sitting here I'm like we're finally an elite. This is a beautiful setup. Look at this. It, it, this Look is yours. This. This is so cool. And Albert is still a hood rat. He 100%. hasn't learned his lesson. One hundred percent. And you know what? I have another moment to that. Oh, man. This Here was, we go. and I realized there was like still like some like mature Albert left. Okay. Right. He died the last shot of Jaeger. He died. But like his mm. final words, I remember looking at the final shot, the okay. final Jaeger bomb, and I remember thinking to myself, "Don't do this, bro. You don't you need to do, to do this. this. You didn't buy this. Mm-hmm. This was given to you." Yep. And now you have to make a decision. It's pride because the person's giving to you like, yo, don't be a bitch, dude. Yep. Or you could just be like, hey, I really don't need this last one because I'm probably going to throw up anyway. And that that rational person lost. And, <laughs> and the and pride. You know what's said, funny? I had that bro. moment at the wedding where I deviated from the plan. Where you knew, like you knew you had a cutoff. And <laughs> I deviated from the plan st- too. Instead right? of cutting off, so, you said, I'm going to keep going. So... I do this thing where my, my go-to mixed drink, I'll get a rum and coke because I like how it tastes. It's a little That's, sweet. I yeah. love rum and coke. Yep. But then I'll go to like a tequila and seltzer. Because okay. in my head, I'm like, people drink seltzers all the time. Oh, right? God. Oh, God. Someone had a pretty drink. <laughs> and it was colorful. Those are the worst. Those get me every time. I had, you do like those. So, oh, they make me just feel great. I had a, I'm in the mix of staying on my course. I'm staying mm-hmm. on my plan. And she gave me this neon drink. So I'm like, oh, mm. what's that? Can you make me one of those? Mm. Didn't peep that there was two drinks made. So there was a Tokyo tea and a green tea. And in the midst of I me. What Tokyo tea is. It just sounds magnificent, though. It was so magnificent. Wow. But why I'm halfway through and I'm looking at it, I'm just like, you don't need this. You don't need to finish this. No. But the hood rat in me is just like, mm, don't be a pussy. There yeah, you go. You see, see, you see, we need to have an episode where we confront this inner person who keep talking to us, okay? But it's good that the inner person's even there because I was looking at my friends and I they didn't have the inner person I had though because I was experiencing conflict. I okay. was experiencing a moment hmm. where I was like, damn, dude, you really don't need to do this. That person lost, hmm. but you don't. <laughs> that person you, lost. You don't need to take. And I even thought to myself one time, went up, bought two yeah. rum and Cokes, like at our final spot in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, I should just get one rum and Coke and one Diet Coke. I don't need to have this. I didn't. I didn't. But I, it was the thought was there. I didn't need the green tea. I could have passed it on to somebody else. Exactly. But I decided to double fist. <laughs> it's so at crazy. a wedding. It's so stupid. It's so crazy how you you truly believe going into the night. You truly believe going into the night that you're gonna, you're gonna defeat the inhibition. You, and you don't. I've been in that. I have been in that situation so many times. Well, you beat the inhibition I, often. I mm, now I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you do. But I've seen you fail years, multiple times too. For years we have failed. Yeah, that multiple. night in Queens when you drank way too much wine. Oh, that was that one time when you thought you were Italian. Then there was yo, we were we were at the table. We were just eating good. We were drinking good. Cambo was tapped out after one Italian dinner. Thought I was the Godfather. <laughs> oh God. Thought I was the Godfather. They would start singing Happy Birthday. I was in there like, <laughs> it was like I was like, where's shots at? The limoncello. They bring it, bring it over. I was like, come on now. Can we? Uh, it pivot? was great. Can we pivot to my? Since you said you were singing, That's my it. question for you too. You pick. You, you, we just did you see, we just did the D Wade Lebron. You know the. I saw that. I saw so, the oop. So I saw. So it. since you guys are people of color, I have a question. <laughs> we black. So you guys are black. Since we black, question. I have a question. Let's ask, let's talk about some Do stuff. You, so you know how there's white one just say black people. <laughs> you guys are people of color. You know how there's my POC. You know how there's very white songs that are played at the bar. Mm. Yes. At every bar. 
right? Yes. Sweet Caroline. That was my. That was the one I nominated. He that, asked me. He was like, one. "What song do you think of?" I said, "Sweet Caroline." Mm-kay. Sweet. Yeah, Caroline. they play that. They actually play that Nova, <clears throat> like Villanova. Ba- that's actually the first time I recognized the song. Was that Villanova really? basketball game? White, that's their white person really? school. The Vanilla Nova. Yeah. But yeah, wow. that was like their. That was their like their jam. Of course, of, of course. It like is. I don't think anybody yeah. knew the words to like their like alma mater. Like they're like mm-hmm. no, 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 sweet Caroline. Not. What's the other sweet one? Um, what's don't the uh, West Virginia Country Road? Don't stop believing. Don't stop. Take me home. Take me home. That's another good one. Um, dude, there was a song I'm that came on by Sum Forty One. Oh, what is that one? Not Fat Lip. Uh, wow. They were like a That's anyway, a whole era. The the bar went through it, and the people went crazy. Like so, we went crazy. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we were partying, partying, yeah, yeah. like really singing. Do you, one first question? Do you guys think you would have acted the same way? Do I you can, think those songs I, impact you the same on. way? I wait, hold on. I just we're going to demonstrate what would have happened. The Kimbe, please make the face that every black person makes when they are confused. All right, so on the count of three. On, so. <laughs> on the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> you really see how good that was? You really made the same face. <laughs> right? That was so <laughs> crazy. Because you got, oh when you're there God. multiple times, you're just like, oh, shit. You wow. guys really made the same face. So There's a universal yeah. face. Because there were, honestly, well, I also probably don't remember because we were done. Yeah, yeah. Donezo. It was like 2.30 in the morning. I don't think there are any black people in the bar. Well, this is what I said. This is why we got to take you to the ballot in. Mm. I've been there. Or five points. I've never been to five points, but I've been mm. to the ball end. Let's let's roll what, back. No, 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 no. This is this is what we're talking about. Experience. I have to finish my Culture. second part of the question. So, all right, so I see how you guys would handle it. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Do you think when I bands are eventually. making their songs, they say to themselves, "Oh, this is going to be a white person hit, like an anthem, like a, this is going to end up being a, because Shout Sweet, came on, Sweet Caroline had, and to that be. was a black Shout band just made in 1959 yeah, that, transcended. that ascended into immortality. Shout was yes. insane. Yeah. yeah. So you think they sit like when they made I don't know Sweet Caroline that said that they were like this is gonna just no. carry on for decades. No way. Oh, what's that song by Rihanna and David Guetta? Mm, damn, damn, um, damn! It's it's crazy. It's this is what you came for. Is that it? Oh man, what's no? That's Calvin Harris. That's her. That's her. Oh, um, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We found love. Yeah, right. We wow, found love. That's yeah. an love. anthem. People were banging on the walls. Well, I know when he released that. That was an anthem. <laughs> There, like, there definitely was, what was that, 2010, mm-hmm. 2011? If you look at that year, like those two years, there were no hits without a David Guetta or a Calvin Harris. Or like an Avicii. Yeah, exactly. yeah like that, that EDM period, yeah, granted, no, I, it was very short-lived. It was. Mm-hmm. It was very short-lived. It was like, 20, it was like 2010 to like 2014. Yeah, yeah it was very short-lived, but mm-hmm. like even Kelly Rowland has like a... Like I think it was like Love Takes Over. Oh and that, man, oh, wow, that's that a was great a great song. Good one. It's a great song. Because me and Bert used to be DJ, oh. so we know all these exactly. tracks. We do. Um, so why'd in you your defense, why'd you, why'd you make that face? You only well, a party. We we but we DJ. Oh, we did. But we, we did DJ. It. Caution oh. wet floor. I don't need the party. I understand the party. Okay. <clears throat> that's it, and I'm out. I just wanted to see how you guys felt because, I, dude, it, it's so it was so crazy even watching my friends. You know those moments like when you walk into the bathroom, you're like, damn. That's what I'm saying. I've been there. I've been there. Everybody else is twisted. You do have, like, you probably had at the wedding moments of real sobriety, though. They come in like your body's like, you're still real. So, funny enough, since we're talking about it, because this was a multicultural wedding, i.e., the bride was, um, she's Desi, so she was Indian, and the groom was black. Mm. Nah. Wow, what did that, 
What was that like? Oh, it was the most beautiful. Like, one, I will recommend to everybody because it's like my third or fourth Indian wedding. Indian weddings are fun. They're long. But they are phenomenal. Isn't that where they do the seven walks? Do they have to do that? It's like a week-long event. Is that the thing? Is it seven walks? Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very long event. Like, um, but, like, culturally, you don't get any better than, like... Do they party? Oh, they Hard. Lit. That's what I mean, for days. Really? Bro and Guyana, when Indians get married, they party for days. They're, they, was, they were lit. Really? And I think, if I'm not too, cons- I'm not too sure, but I remember... Um, Das when he got married, I think mm-hmm. there were two weddings. Oh yeah, yep. they have one here, and they, then they go over back home, and they have mm-hmm. another wedding, which is a longer procession. Mm-hmm. So like, the wedding was like culturally, you could not get wow. any better. I love that like, the bridesmaids all did like a idea. like a dance, and it was like it was phenomenal. Um, but <clears throat> there's certain things in like our community that like you just you just know it's a good night if these things happen so like like what this is good there is a tiktok and it's absolutely true if you happen to be a black girl and you stumble to one of these white places and you're making the face at the wall like the fuck if a if a white girl does not come up to you and says oh my god (laughs) you are like so pretty you're ugly wow you are ugly wow Wow. I've I've seen that happen multiple yes. times. Yeah, me too. I didn't. Wow, I didn't. Think like, about if that. a white girl does not come up to you as a black girl or as a minority woman and does not say you are absolutely stunning, you didn't do it. That you didn't do it. That do night. You, that was not your night. Do you, you think, think there's a lot of? Night. Do you think damn. there's a lot of white girls listening right now? Yep. That are thinking of themselves like while they're driving or something like, damn, I've done that. I've I've, I've always wondered said, that because wow, you are. I've I've seen because I've seen your analysis <laughs> and I always wonder it's like how do people like think like man I've done that before Definitely. I've done that before well yeah this is probably happening a lot on this podcast wow wow hmm wow. Y'all, y'all what else dignifies thing? a good night um what else dignifies <laughs> a good night um I will say when so most inner city clubs and I don't think a lot of people know this so there's always like a designated hip hop night. Mm. Um, because most clubs don't see it very profitable to play um, urban music mm-hmm. because they deem that urban buyers don't crowd. spend. Yeah, it yeah. attracts a different crowd, and they don't spend the amount of money as a more mainstream crowd or crowd would. But if you go out and it is a hip hop night, and like nobody has to duck, great night. Mm. And that is a thing. Well, there you go. That is definitely a thing. Like That's another reason I don't go out. Mm. Nobody has stuck. Great night. Beard hour. Hip hop night equals beard hour. And we talked about this on the last episode, people. So go um, back. Let's see what else. I definitely think. Um, transversely, <laughs> transversely, because I'm not going to excuse some of the wretchedness that comes from your people. Hmm. Um, as long as the two. Because, like, so let's talk about it now. Okay. Um, so, like, our people, like, they, they put their fans up and they, they tussle. Sure. Oh, here we go. You guys have this drunken way of, like, it starts as, like, you guys are a little buzz and you guys are, like, hugging each other. And then it's like, I love you, bro. And it's like, I love you too, bro. <laughs> and then, like, a couple more drinks in and you're, like, doing goofy, silly 
stuff. Because right. I actually saw this on my Snapchat where I saw a friend who was drinking and he was sitting next to his homeboy and his homeboy was engaged in a conversation and minding his business. So he finished chugging his beer and then he proceeded to slap his mans. <clears throat> I got slapped Albert, this weekend. Albert, Albert, <laughs> I did. So like, if you don't see the two white boys hustling and they're like, bro, and like, there's always the one friend like, bro, chill. We came together. Like, <laughs> they can't buy that face. The, the campaigns had to watch this so many times. Bro, chill. We came together, bro. Like, just, just pull Connor off. Like, as long as like that don't happen well like to me it's hilarious but i also do know that there's always another turnt white boy who is not with the crowd but will pick up the chair yes can we can we not forget about the lone black friend in the group no there's always there's always me okay there's always there's always the winston of the group sitting over there wondering like why did i come out with the boys again tonight why don't i get new friends because you know after the third it's time, like, what's going to happen? It's like, do I like this type of pain in my life? You do. You do. You've been this, around it. Is this what I just want to go through every time? I have been in that scenario so many times. Sitting there, you talk, Sweet Caroline might come on, people getting hype at the bar, then you bump into somebody's girlfriend, and then his, then her boyfriend turns around, bro, watch it. And then it's always the, the heavy-chested bro, and I'm just like, ah. Man, man, I'm just. But like, it's like up. you guys never just fight. Y'all tussle. Like, oh no, it's a production. <laughs> yeah, like, it is. It's, it's a production. Like, oh to, like God. it like, starts it at the looks, bar and it's like, bro, this looks like you a- don't want this, bro. I'm telling you, man. And it's like, oh, you think you're big stuff? No, bro, I do jujitsu. There's always the one kid who wants to brag about jujitsu. Not you, Bert. I'm not saying you. I don't know if you <laughs> took that personally. That. I'm not I saying you. I'm not saying you. But there's the one dude who's like, bro, you don't understand what kind of belt I got. And then, he, <laughs> and then next thing you know, the bar. The, the bouncer got to come in and he's like, hey, take it outside. And then they go outside and then they do a whole production out there. Then they lock up in a wrestling match and then it just becomes a whole production. Like, it's all like, y'all don't just like, it's never an uppercut. It's always like theatrics. a warrior dance. Yeah, yeah, it's theatrics. <laughs> mm, warrior it's dance. because they don't know how to fight. That's so because word. they don't maybe know how to, is, they've never had to fight. It looks like some weird mating call. Maybe that is the modern like way of just like, hey, listen, this is gonna this is gonna be boastful. She's gonna like this. I Perhaps gotta, but I gotta like, assert my dominance. You already know. Soon as that crowd splits, like the vibes off for the rest of the night. Oh, one hundred percent. Vibes you gotta off. go to the next. Like bar. now the security. Yeah, like now the security's oh, all yeah. like, you know the music's gonna be trash after that. Oh yeah. But like it's always your people. At that point, you gotta go to the next bar. Yeah, basically. Well, I can, you know, also I just, Black Bar's got plenty of problems. It's just, yeah. it just escalates much faster. That's the thing. Mm. The escalation path is just, it doesn't take as much time. It's just but like, But see, oh. there's a difference. See, like when it happens at a Black Bar, we part ways like the Red Sea. I'm gone. I Because you, you, you like, talk about that look, like you know when people are ready to go, so you don't sit like, around and wait for it. You part ways. You like, you, you remember, like a tumbleweed. Oh, you weren't with us. You, guys keep you weren't you. you weren't with us when Your we went. <laughs> I keep getting to you. When we went down to Panama City Beach, and if you would have saw the way I looked at AJ and Greg when I knew some shit was going down with the black people over there, and because I, I sensed it, my spidey said, I said, guys, we got to go to the end of the train. Mm. They said, why? I said, you don't see what's about to happen over there? No, AJ, AJ would have just walked over and be like, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> AJ would be like, hey, hey, brother. Listen, we got to follow up because AJ did not. I don't think he likes the fact that we um 
that we were talking about him. Culturally? Culturally. But uh, <laughs> we just need our people to know themselves. That's right. We, he would have definitely walked up. <laughs> but I want you guys to know that that group en- it ended in gunshots, so I'm happy he didn't walk up. I believe that. They shut down the whole train. We had to get off. That's a story for another time. Wait, y'all were on the train? Yeah, so we, okay. Long story short, we were taking a trip down to Panama City Beach for spring break, right? We started off in an SUV leaving Philly, got down to around like Baltimore. Dude, they drove like eight people deep. Car, car ends up, car ends up blowing. Philly. Yeah, car ended up blowing up right outside of Baltimore. We ended up having to get a tow truck from there to somewhere like 20 minutes outside of DC. We're sitting there trying to figure out, okay, where, how are we gonna fi- get to Panama City Beach? We got a long way to go and we have no car. Somebody looks it up, they see a rental um, down at the DC airport. So we're like, okay, we can catch a train from here, DC airport, hop in the rental and drive the rest of the way. So that's what we do. Y'all are so right? determined, cause like. No, hold up, hold up. From the Kembe's perspective, okay? I was over it. The second the car <laughs> broke down, I'm ready to go back to Philly oh, and let's start again tomorrow, right? <laughs> Why couldn't we start again tomorrow? I still don't understand to this day. Cause your friends are so optimistic. <laughs> the level of optimism that was coming out of AJ was blowing my mind, okay? Okay, the car done broke down. It's only because I know AJ, so I can we're hear sitting there, We're sitting there on the side of the road. Tow truck takes us to this place. Now we're sitting in a McDonald's trying to find a rental. From there, we catch an Uber to this train station. And that's when all the gunshots started happening. So we're waiting on the train. We see another group of people over there. They look like they're waiting for some other group. This train pulls up now, and they just start breaking out into a brawl. Next thing you know, pop, pop, pop. Train pulls off, and cops just start flooding the station at the next station. And we have to get out, we go up, we walk up the steps, and we look down to our right, and all you see is the Capitol building. So it's like, oh, we at least made it to DC, right? So from there, we still had to get down to the airport, though, before it closed down so we can get the rental car. So we catch another Uber to this rent to the um, airport. Eight of y'all hopping in an Uber. Dude, isn't it, was it like crazy six or seven, how broke like they are? Seven too, of us that they were so diligent <laughs> Bro, on renting I, another car instead right. of just getting in the, the airport and flying at that point. I, <laughs> Why do you think I was mad the second the first car broke down? Okay, we were already skimming it from the from the second we left Sumat. Okay, you guys were so we, broke. Dude. And AJ somehow mm, well, he had no money. Mm, he, boy. Had, he had my boy. no no right. money. Okay, so was this so pre or post we get we, this during is, during. So you know we was broke, broke. So. Listen, so we get to the airport, we hop in the minivan, right? And now we're sitting there in the minivan. This is where I lost it and had to go to sleep. I put my headphones on for the rest of the trip, right? Because they said, okay, guys, we got the rental. Now we can, we still don't have, because we have to just drop this rental off when we get to Florida. We don't keep it for the whole week because we can't afford that. Mm -mm. So we have to get to Florida and then figure out how we get back. Oh, yeah, I remember this. So I'm looking at them. I'm like, I'm like, y'all don't think we should just go back to Philly with this rental now? And then get another rent and then figure out a way to come back and forth. They were like, no, we'll just go down there and we'll get another rental on the way. Guys, with what money? How are we going to figure that out? We didn't have a plan, right? This is when we would go on vacation and spend $10 a day on food. Mm, That was good. Right? It's just like, what are we doing? What did y'all do with the car that blew up in Baltimore? The tow truck towed it to a random garage right outside of D.C., that's and our buddy's dad's car. He came and picked it up the next day, and that's why I was just like, none of this is making sense. We have no way to do anything. But you did it. But we did it. But this, we did it. That, and it was a great week. That sounds like non-melanated people stuff. It was a great week. I Listen, <laughs> I will never do that nonsense again. That, that was crazy. That was absolutely crazy. 
<laughs> and disclaimer before anyone thinks like my boyfriend's white so we have these conversations about the acts of spiciness these are the real <laughs> these are the real conversations these are yeah 100%. like there's just certain things 100%. that like it's just a different world Diff- and we gotta talk about it well just how like how there's together. two hollywoods this is how you gotta bring people there together. is two hollywoods 100 exactly. and the fact that you didn't know who tamar tamar braxton was by is bothering there's, my soul I gotta, there's definitely I gotta, people listening right now who have no idea who tamar braxton she has millions of followers <laughs> anton is gonna come on here and he's just gonna look at you and be like bro you know in his deep bro what's what's wrong with you no i have never heard that name before wow ever wow well, you know what? There's two Hollywoods. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll get some so of them you, in the future. So, do you truly think though that there's like just a full, just 100 percent different world of only black celebrities that like the majority only yes. you guys know about? Yes. Yeah, 100. percent I feel like you that like mm-hmm. you you watch movies and stuff like that on purpose. One 100. Well, yeah. Well, that's that's a part of the whole conversation that they have about like getting their exposure. You know, like and mm-hmm. just being able to tap into like different markets, right? It's the some people just don't watch black entertainment. Right, like if I was, mm. how many episodes of Martin have you ever watched? Uh, that's a good question. Or probably, the Cosby honestly, Show, probably not a lot. Cosby Show, my parents watched it a lot. My wife and kids. Up. I've never even watched that show. Wait, you which one's never my wife watched and kids? my wife and kids? The one with Damon Wayans. No, that one came up. So you see what I mean? So like, I did those watch are, a decent amount of the the like Black Disney shows though. Yeah, I did like them because those transcend, and that's the thing I'm talking about, and that's why, that's why it is so hard, like for for people in like for Black people in the industry to blow up right as their white counterparts just because it doesn't have that type of reach people mm. if people aren't really watching it then where do you get the money right like where is all the all the funding like all these things coming from and it's a whole system that's baked into so just like I said there's two Hollywoods 100% mm. so like case in point when did you discover Kevin Hart uh well I had the Kembe so as soon as the Kembe discovered Kevin Hart I discovered Kevin Hart okay there you go so because he was watching it I would say like Paper Soldiers, like, it's a black thing. Like, mm-hmm. I think every black person I know of has seen Paper Soldiers and thought it was hilarious. No. It was, like, Kevin Hart's, like, first, like... See, no. Intro. It was whatever. Yeah. Whatever was the first one. Which one was the one where he wore the silver suit? Soul Plane? No, no. No, no, no. I, I, Soul Plane was crazy. Oh. Um, you mean, like, one of his regular stand-ups? Stand-ups? Oh, yeah. see, this was, like, a legit... This was, like, a legit movie with, like, Beanie Siegel and, like, yeah. Memphis Bleak. No, and, like, never heard of that in my yeah. life. You at least know who Beanie Siegel is. I don't. That's the like, I'm out of water. That's, maybe that's well, maybe I do. Maybe I do. Hold on. I'd have to look up a If picture. you look at him, you, you, would, you would recognize a picture of him. But I think that's... Is it B-E-N-I-E? That's why I like these conversations so much. And I would talk to... I talk to a lot of black people about this, too. Because, you know, sometimes we we say, like, oh, I can't believe people don't know this or I don't know that. But then I'll ask... Once again, like, I'll ask one of our black friends, be like, do you know who this white person is? Do you know who that person is? No, it's a complete blank because we don't saying. really like people no don't actually. Person was. Yeah, people don't actually it. talk to each other. You know what I mean? Like we just we continue to like double down on our bubbles, and unless we have like Albert says, like unless we have people in other like communities, we really don't have a reason to. Unless you're that kind of a curious person, like what's your reason to tap into somebody else's like culture and be like, oh, let me see what what this is about. Yeah, I think that there were some shows though, like how you brought up like um, <clears throat> the Cosby Show. There were definitely shows that transcended though. Yeah, but like broke. Perfect example. The harder the harder they fall, right? That western that came out on Netflix, right? Which I didn't watch. How many of our white friends do you think watched it? Honestly, I don't know. Now, if it had a cast like Chris Hemsworth, Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, um, Chris Jamal Evans, and a few of those big names, do you think more people would watch? You know who Chris Jamal Evans is? No, who's that? 
Chris Evans. But is his I, middle I, name Jamal? I don't know, but the black community has told him that his middle name is now Jamal. <laughs> oh, well, I know who Chris Evans is. Okay, it's Christopher J- Jamal. Jamal Evans. Jamal Evans. <laughs> but like, think about it, just the way you shift the cast, right? How much more exposure can you now have for the same script? I guess. Nothing changes, right? Like, nothing changes with the script or the dynamic of the movie. But they would have to alter the script a little bit. A little Because they couldn't read the lines the same way. No. Exactly. But that, that, like you're saying, that all goes into playing who it's going to now reach into, yeah. right? Like, the marketability. And I think, like, we were talking about how marketing is one of the hardest parts about a business. So, so if you're an actor, if you're an entertainer, if you're somebody who's just trying to brain yourself, depending on how much reach your market already has can be a limiting factor for you. And I think that's why so many people kind of struggle you know, our community to like find their way or to not try to niche down in certain things, right? Like how Kevin Hart, we were talking about Kevin Hart, he said, I didn't want to continue to be the funny guy, right? Like I didn't want people to just only look at me as like the black comedian funny guy. So I got to start doing some other things, get into some other ventures. It's hard for him to pivot out of that though. Yeah. It's evident. It's for a lot of for him. Yeah. It's very hard. And that's the thing. Like, like his shows he, aren't that great. Like that, that one on Netflix was okay. The crime show. And so have Did you, you ever that? watched the, uh, yeah, real, that wasn't good yeah, it wasn't, it you ever watched good. the Real Husbands of Hollywood? No. It's on BET. It's like probably like, and it's like, how many seasons has it had now? Yeah, that is funny. But that's the thing. He's still the funny guy. Yeah, and that's he's, still he's the always funny guy. Be the funny guy. One hundred percent. And it's it, it's it's so interesting being in that. Like, I don't know how they how they do it. It's like you constantly have to battle with so many different things to but here's reinforce the other piece, your own brand. And I actually thinking about it because again, my kids have me on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love Smino. Mm. Huge fan of Smino. And I guess the. The conversation recently has been about um, Smino's Rice and Gravy song, which okay. I adore. And it's almost like, um, to me, it gives me the same kind of comparison as like Solange's album okay. albums have, right? There's cultural references within our community that only we'll understand. Mm-hmm. So it's so if you look at Smino's content on this video, because mm-hmm. he does like a live version of it, the the people outside of the community that have like no idea what he's referencing mm-hmm. versus the black people who are like like hey we don't want to gatekeep but like these are cultural references that only we'll will like resonate with mm-hmm. so like i thought like the funniest part was like he says something about big worm and like immediate <laughs> immediately i thought about friday mm-hmm. like everybody knows big, big worm, worm is yeah. but then i'm just like holy shit, there's a lot of people that like have no idea who Big Worm is Mm -hmm. or like the reference to coming to America. Like I remember meeting an associate because she's no longer a friend and her literally asking me about like what my favorite like Spike Lee movies were Mm because she just saw one movie and was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I didn't know this this is what Spike Lee did. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, how did you know him? And she's like, well, he's the old guy at the Knicks games. (laughs) And, like, it was, like, baffling to me because, like, in the black community, like, Spike Lee is hailed as, like... An icon. An icon. Mm -hmm. Like, how people people look at Quentin Tarantino Mm -hmm. or, um, like... uh, Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg or a Scorsese. That's how we hail, like... 100%, yeah. Spike Lee. But I think that's, like, you're saying, people, like... We just have to realize, like... They're, why would why would they be having conversations about Spike Lee, right? Like, right. what's the rel- what's the cultural relevance for them to have this conversation? I think cultural like, relevance, but I feel like that's I feel like um, right. There'd be no cultural, I yeah, guess, there, because there's, there's no, no cultural alignment. Yeah. There can't be. Period. That's the thing. Um, it's just like it's like how we talk. Like people talk about politics, and it's just like okay, like people want to 
people will be concerned about black issues when they pop up on their forms when they pop up on their media platforms headlines. Right. Right. They'll be like, oh, look what's going on there. Like we saw it. Right. We've seen it plenty of times. And then, but then as soon as it goes off the headline, that is no longer on anybody else's radar, right? But if you're black, it's constantly a part of your day-to-day life. Which is like super funny that you brought it up. So, but I, I would actually... also ask. I would be like, and this is I've asked you guys sometimes, right? I'd be like, okay, like. In the more rural areas, right, like on their like local news and things like that, what are the issues that are relevant to them? Because I'm like, I want to hear, because everybody has their issues, but it's just like we find ways of being hyper-focused on other things when it then pops up on your radar. So when it's not popping up, what is your, like, what is your constant awareness around? So I think that our blackness, in Mm -hmm. a sense, kind of just unifies all of us. So So like, case in point, the conversation about Brittany Griner and like the post that I posted about like the idea of, and it's no disrespect to any of, um, no disrespect to any of the white girls that go missing. Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel. But like removing Brittany Griner being black, she's a two time gold medalist, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like again my comparison was that like the girl the little influencer girl gabby Pateo, i didn't know who she was mm-hmm. me neither no clue I'm not a TikTok <laughs> guy. Mm-hmm. but apparently she was like a youtuber person so again i have no role i'm not my my relevancy in regards to youtube is the pivot mm-hmm. it's i am athlete it's yeah which that is my recommendation yeah anyway. you like to drop those yeah she loves them. um it's joe bun podcast i don't know any like i'm not a girly girl so i don't mm-hmm. know anything and then there is an age difference like there's a, a legit age difference but like in regards to like even looking at influencers i i it's very rare that i'll be like holy crap there's this influencer that does not look like me mm-hmm. or does not look like my brothers or does not look or does not represent at least the latina culture because i am half latina mm-hmm. so like it's one of those things where it's kind of like if it doesn't resonate with me i'm not going to pay attention mm-hmm. Brittany Griner is a gold medalist <laughs> are you kidding me yeah. so i didn't even know that that she went missing i heard i saw them talking about it in the chat i didn't even know so but that- i also i'm not very like i don't like uh, mm-hmm. tap into the news often mm-hmm. anymore so like it, so I knew about it because obviously I follow a lot of the women. The basketball, like that's, that's her, your sphere. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my that's my sphere. You should know about that. And it was more so telling that like the conversation it kind of just lasted within, with amongst black women. So mm-hmm. like even I'm kind of looking at black men like, LeBron, are you kidding me? Kyrie, are you kidding me? Katie, are you kidding? Like this woman literally like. Is she still missing? She's still in Russia so until in Russia. May. Yeah, like they won't like, let her. Like, they're not yeah. letting her even see a jury until mm-hmm. May. So why is she in Russia? What happened? Didn't so, her like girlfriend or something get locked? Like no, I'll tell you why. Let's have this conversation. Did they um, find with some like drug or something? They did. Like a weed pen or something. So she. So the reality is, for mo- like the WNBA season starts in June. It ends in August. It's okay. very short. Brittany Griner might be the highest paid. I might be incorrect with that. No way she's higher than, what's her name, Del. Is Deladon still play? Yes. No way she makes more than her, you think? She does. Really? Because Deladon also missed out a season because uh, of her Lyme disease. And I wasn't, I was just saying, just because that's mm. the names I know. She also probably took a pay cut. But to when what? I say, uh, but when I say highest paid, I mean highest paid as a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, still like, minuscule. It's, yeah. it's 
crap compared mm-hmm. to like the highest peak. Like I just heard a pot, JJ Redick just had Jason Tatum on his podcast and like he wasn't complaining, but it was like a weird flex where he's mm-hmm. like, oh, because of uh, NBA all rookie teams or NBA all rookie, whatever, I missed out on 30 million. Mm-hmm. Huh? You're, you're really upset because you didn't get this. And I get it. It's your money. If you deserve that, and when, not to diminish how he felt, like, I totally get it. Like, when you, when you understand and you listen to why he missed it, mm-hmm. I feel you, dude. I'd be upset, too. 30 mil, bro. You got the extended rookie. You got the extendo clip on the rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Like, Boston, you are their franchise mm-hmm. face. Like You're their future. Th- you're you're going to make that money back tenfold. Ayana. Can you tell me what happened to Brittany Griner, please? Thanks. You're welcome. Um, so anyway, Brittany Griner. So it's not even like Brittany Griner, but what most of the WNBA women have to do, they go overseas. Like, and Russia is a high marketplace. Mm-hmm. So like, so she left the WNBA to play Russian no, basketball. No, it's over. Like the season's short. Like, or it's not as long as. So what most WNBA players do, they go overseas. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool to keep playing. I mean, it sucks that they have to do that, but I'm yeah, saying but that's you go good over, good on them. You go overseas. It's like a hustle thing. Basically, and like Britney actually with her contract in Russia might make more than what she does in WNBA. Dude, she mm-hmm. must dominate in Russia. Well, now she's not. No, she, she's in solitary confinement. Okay, yeah, so, so, so what, what happened? happened happening with the girlfriend? We keep being sidetracked. Girl, nothing happened with the girlfriend. She was Why at the is airport. She in confinement. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like what did they find at the airport? Like something went down there. A vape pen. Okay. Which I'm not, and I, I've said this before on my Instagram post, I'm not upset with that piece. Mm-hmm. Because, again, my little brother played overseas. How, like, Eastern, I guess that would be Eurasia? Mm. Russia? Like, Russia, Lithuania. Siberia, I think, is the uh, region. Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Belarus. Mm-hmm. How they look at weed, and sh- when you start getting that east, yeah. they're, like, they're, like, their laws are completely different. Oh, yeah, there's parts of, like, Asia. Like, I think if you go to Singapore, if they find, like, any Japan? drugs, you, they punish you by death. I must say, Japan is, like, a whole 20-year sentence. Yeah, so they, then that's on them, though, if they got in trouble for that. But what they're saying is that you don't, like, again... The security at like our airports, there's mm-hmm. like cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. You don't see them ever searching her bag. You just see them handing, pulling out this. I guess it looks like a box. Okay, that's sure. wrapped. So what they think like it was planted on her? Because the other piece that no one talks about is like Russia's not LBGTQ plus friendly, mm-hmm. and she's a very she's probably one of the most outspoken and powerful voices for the. LBGTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. So like she has that against her too in the middle of a cold war, whatever's going on. Yeah. But I feel like, I, feel, I mean, I obviously I don't know the situation. So I feel like wouldn't that, if, if she's a, a prominent figure in their basketball market, she's probably bringing views and driving revenue. Cash is king. Why would they want to hurt her? Well, yeah, that's like all, all I pretty, hurt, pretty uh, much I heard about it was people saying like it's just like a bargaining chip. You know what I mean? Like in I the grand it, scheme of things that's going on right now, it's the same thing that happened with uh, LeVar Ball, right? Like a couple yeah, of years ago. Because they like they honestly. negotiated his release, right? Where they were like, oh, yeah, now we can get him out. It's a big like thing. So, right? yeah, like, I think release. for Russia, how they mm-hmm. thought it was going to spin in American mainstream society would be, oh, my God, they would make such a big deal that they would have to concede to what? whatever our demands are. Yeah. 
not realizing that like America really doesn't give a fuck about black. I said what I said. America <laughs> doesn't really give a fuck about black women. I, yeah. So I mean, again, like I think that was the issue that I was trying to get people to understand was it's not about her. It, even if she had it on her, like mm-hmm. sis, this ain't your first roadie on Russia. This isn't your first roadie in China. Like they're they kind of all fall. I think unless you play in Amsterdam's league, they kind of all have the same jurisdictions. Everyone gets drug tested, et cetera, et cetera. You know, when traveling, it can get it can get a little weird if you mm-hmm. had that. My issue is I knew more about a Gabby Bateo, Bateo and her situation. I didn't know who she was versus yeah. a two-time gold medalist. Yeah, and I think that's where once again I just go back to the why would somebody else who does not pay attention to the WNBA, who does not pay attention to black culture, how would this come across their radar? Dude, not even black culture. I, I guarantee if you, and, and this isn't an insult, but it's just the truth from like a relevancy standpoint, if you you would not have known the name Brittany Griner. Mm-hmm. You just wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I know you wouldn't have. I mean, I've just not, I've known who Brittany Griner is just like as far as just because yeah. she's the one average, of the only probably ninety five percent of the community would not. Yeah, only because she's world. like one of the dominant names in That's the WNBA. That's weird to me because I feel like. Like I she know was one of the first women to dunk. Dunk. Dork, that's like, that's dunk why. Uh, Ninety five is high. That's, that's I agree. why 90, I know her. Yeah. Eighty percent wouldn't know. Like I think. Eighty percent wouldn't know. The 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 majority would only be either athletes, right? It would be athletes who know yeah. Brittany Griner. Yeah. And probably not. I would say honestly, maybe more male yeah. athlete than female. Mm-hmm. More male athletes would know who Brittany Griner is, regardless. She, I don't know. I guess yeah, no. I think sometimes, like going back to what I was saying, maybe I think from a some, name standpoint, but I had I would know Brittany Griner over Gabby Patillo. So. I think I think sometimes I, I was. I think yeah, sometimes I, like, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know she was it, an influencer. Oh, I, I just heard it was on the news. for Gabby all over my goddamn timeline look, for weeks. And that's what I'm saying. Look at it from the the outside, right? Like it's being in my position, like you're saying, being in these different environments. I've tried to like work on stepping out of it, right? And being like, okay, remove yourself from whatever race you know, or like blah blah blah, whatever the conversation is now, and just look at it from the external standpoint and say. How would somebody else be looking at this, right? Like how, like I keep asking, like how care. would this, People how would care. this come across my radar? Because just like how we can, everybody's fighting their battles. And this is why I keep saying like why I think conversation and communication is so important because unless we're having these conversations with people outside of our community, if that's where we're trying to get it to, no one's going to have the conversations. Like I can't leave it on Albert and his family to talk about the black issues that are going on in right. West Philadelphia. And I honestly wouldn't want you to. But, but and that so that's another part of it though because like we hear this and people say like okay well like they're not talking about it but then when they do talk about it it's sometimes missing the, the pieces of the information yeah. to make the story whole so then when I think about that I'm like so what do we do what do we do I, you right? do nothing and, well, well maybe yeah. because of the podcast you do something and and I does something but what I could tell you is no I mean like what can we do is the question I'm, I'm going like, to tell you yeah, yeah she she said LeBron where you at KD where you at. Kyrie Irving, but, it's on them. But they have to have the conversation because even if they go on a LeBron show, even if they go on I'm Athlete, it Bro, needs to transcend. She was on LeBron's show. This is where I talk, this where I talk about bubble Obviously, talk. this means a lot to Ayana. But right? this is where I talk about it's, bubble I talk have because never we have to find ways of breaking out of our bubbles with these conversations. Them. There are... I'm that's what I'm you. saying. They have to, okay. They have to find yeah, ways of no. broadening and saying like, okay, why isn't LeBron on a Joe Rogan? Right? Why isn't Joe Rogan calling LeBron? Because I told, him come I will on? say this. Uh, no. I totally Joe don't Rogan, think he would definitely have LeBron on. But that's what I'm saying. So he like, you would, would, wasn't he supposed he to have like a rock on recently no, no, no. and something happened with that? But like, I don't know. I think that's Rogan, how you broaden no those conversations. Yeah, and that's why we both like him so much because you see how he's able to go into different communities and be like, let's have a conversation about this. Let's have a conversation about this. Right? Let's do this. And that's. That's one thing that we continue to try to do. We were talking about it before this episode, right? 
is that one thing that we really focus on is having, you know, yeah, like pretty in-depth conversations with people no matter what niche or whatever industry they're in. Yeah. Right? And trying to expose our people to those conversations because like I, like we all know, people aren't talking about these things. If you, let's just be real about it, like on a real daily basis, what are most people talking about? Oh, well now. Sports, some crazy headline that's popping up across, you know, the news, and then whatever makes them mad in their own day. Like, people don't care. And I, I think, think we have to find ways of making people care. I will say, I won't think, I don't really want to put this all on mm -hmm. the mainstream community, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I absolutely agree with Al when he says, like, it's that, like, especially if you feel some type of way. Again, she's a two, I play phenomenal, mm -hmm. phenomenally. That's what I'm saying. In the mm -hmm. Olympics. I would have never known. The only reason that I it's even relevant in my brain right now is that Ayana was upset about it. And th that's the only reason I care about it. So that, Oh, look at you. That, well, but what I'm saying is that the fact that it made her sad, right, it, it should have been picked up by public figures because I didn't know that. A two-time Olympic right. medalist is trapped mm -hmm. in another country. That's a crazy thing. That's crazy. Like, so I don't think it's a, I think it's her community, right? So it is the same women that were in the bubble that were willing to protest. Mm-hmm. George Floyd, mm -hmm. you should still say something about Britney, right? Because like at the end of the day, I will say as a black woman, there's just like, uh, let's call a space a spade a spade. I think the situation with a Breonna Taylor mm -hmm. or an Ayanna Johnson or like the women that I, police brutality has happened to, mm -hmm. they're fair and few, mm -hmm. right? Like we go through our, intersectionality tells us that we go through our own bits of racism mm -hmm. right so like you are way more likely than myself to be put in harm's danger by a police officer mm -hmm. in the sense that i would lose my life so in that regards like i'm looking at black male athletes like there were female athletes that that didn't go to the bubble mm -hmm. for a black man and what that meant to protect our black men you guys have nothing to say about Bernie. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's it's, that's, it's just their fault. Like that's just weird. Not to their me. fault. But, but not their fault. Not their but fault. Like, they, well, but perhaps they they also I don't, don't want to interject. Right fault's definitely not the right word. Perhaps mm -hmm. they don't want to interject. Also, that maybe she did break the law, right? And she, right. I, I don't know why she's there because I don't know the the right. so, parameters. But if she did something wrong and did and break that's the how law, I feel. if she had weed on her and she got busted, and that's the law in a Russian airport, she should pay the price. What? Well, and I I say that in my post. I say I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. I she understand that. What I don't understand is, because transversely, Shakari Richardson failed a drug test, and I had to hear mm -hmm. the media break a 21-year-old down that just lost her mother. Mm -hmm. Had to listen to that repeatedly, right? Like, they found every way to vilify a 21-year-old girl mm -hmm. who just lost her mom. Who did own it, by the way? She just took it she on the She did own it. Yeah. She's a beast. She she'll a, be back. She's a beast. Yeah, she'll be back. Naomi Osaka, who says, hey... I, I have a really bad issue with my like social anxiety, so like I, I don't want to do press conferences. So every news media tear her down, and my whole thing is she was just saying, hey, I don't want to talk to you guys. I but just want to play. Think, so like you're saying, like those things pop up in the headlines, and you see them repeatedly, right, where she's like, okay, you might see a black woman going through these things, and the media makes a big production out of it. Why? Why do you think that is? Because it's relevant. Relevancy. Relevancy drives cash. That's why. That's it. So at what point do we stop making these things when so exciting? Just, 
when mainstream society stops profiting off of black trauma. But we say mainstream society as if we don't contribute to it. And that's my part, like when I have conversations with black people, that's my part problem with it. Because even if we talk about the black community, right? Like we look at what the Shade Room did March 1st to support black colleges. I don't follow Shade Room. They threw a whole Shade post about, oh, support black colleges, bad business, blah, 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 doing this, yeah, not looking out for their consumers. Their name of their business is support black colleges. How much more for the culture can you be? And they're sitting there being sending out every media form that they can trying to tear down this business, trying to tear down these two black owners. And I'm like, this is a part where I realize it's sometimes I think we have to really ask ourselves, like, how are we contributing to the things that media is feeding back to us over and over and over? Because this shit ain't new. No, we've seen this for decades and we've heard our parents talking about it. we've heard our grandparents talking yeah. about it. And I'm like, well, we keep watching it. We keep getting super you know, excited over these things, and then we want to go talk in our community about it instead of going and talking to the people who can maybe help us fix it, or who are the people who can maybe help us correct what's going on, or the people who are wrong, who are doing the wrong. And I'm just like, okay, how do you even get to having that conversation if we can't get to a point of just being calm enough and patient enough to have that conversation? It's like, I always go back to being in a relationship. You can sit there with your boyfriend, right, and say like, okay, you want to have a conversation with him about something he did. But if you are too angry to have that conversation in a sensible way, it will never be received by him on the other side. Oh, absolutely. And that is what I see every time the media puts something out. They want to say, oh, look what black people, oh, black people burning shit down, blah, blah, blah. And then I can't have conversation with my white friends about the real issue, about the real issue at hand, because let's not. But once again, I say, let's take a step back. Right. And say, like, OK, if we were looking at this, if neither of us were black or white, how would we look at these two people going about this situation? And it's very hard. It is very, very hard to do that. It is extremely hard, and I don't want to take that away, but I think it is one of the most necessary things where if you want to look at something from a logical standpoint and just saying, why aren't we getting the result that we want here? So you're telling her to do that regarding Brittany Griner? No, no, no. I'm just talking about like for no, these I situations in, in I general. I think in general. And because I, we I talk do like, see... about these situations so many times, right? And the Brittany Griner situation is just one of many that we can go over, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we can nitpick all these minor things here and there and say like, oh, well, why didn't this, you know, go a certain way? Or why didn't more people pay attention to this? Why did George Floyd blow up and everybody start posting black squares, right? Why did they want to buy into that? We can sit there and talk about like nuance and all these things and why they get people to buy in. But I think that's the main thing. It's just like, why do people buy into certain things? Yeah, what is it that they're getting from saying like, okay, here, I'm showing my support or by not speaking on certain things? Okay, I'll just circle back to like... So believe it, like, true story, real story. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you feel the same way, too. I was traumatized by Roots in seventh grade because it was, like, forced. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, a f- part of our curriculum where mm-hmm. we had to watch it. There was no conversation. There was no context. You had to watch what? Roots. I don't know what that is. That is so mm-hmm. crazy. Did I have to watch that? Yeah. What's no, you never watched it. But. Oh, oh. One, it's long as hell. It's, like, a three-day long mm-hmm. thing. Oh. Um, I was going to say. But, like, I remember as a whole, because I went to a Catholic school. Mm-hmm. So like as a whole, you could visibly see all the black kids like literally just getting angry as mm-hmm. we're watching this. Yeah, like, again, want to watch that at that age? When you're 12, there's no context to this, mm-hmm. right? There's no, there's no like conversation about, there's no trigger warnings, there's nothing. Yeah, no. This is, this is how we're getting t- introduced like, oh, to American history. You should watch this and this is how, and it, once and again, this is it how, your thoughts about how you should now feel about other, I'm telling but you. But then yeah. you can also at the same time see the white kids mm-hmm. visibly coming, becoming very uncomfortable to be in this space. 100%. So that's a good thing, right? To no. a point, but it, it lacks the context. No, because there's no context, You right? don't know why you're uncomfortable. You don't know why you're uncomfortable and you don't know how to talk to the black kids in the room sure. because because you're a kid 
I honestly have no idea what you guys are talking about. So Roots, Roots basically thing. for people. It's a, it's yeah, a slave it's movie. It's probably, literally yeah. so dates it, yeah, slavery. It's it, like twelve years of slave, but the original version. Uh-huh. Yep. And that's another reason why black people were like, how many more of these movies do we need to keep yeah, seeing like, about like slave times, right? So, so I've never seen any any mm-hmm. Nat Turner. Mm-hmm. I watched that because I I loved. Did you watch um, Django? Mm-mm. You didn't watch Django? Oh, I have no. He was like a superhero. Yeah, exactly. I have no That's desire to. He went around killing everybody. Yeah, he was like real cool. He took that whip. He was like. Shoo. I think it's very Bow. weird. Like. Bow. I thought it was very weird how Quentin Tarantino wanted to willy nilly just throw the N word wherever he could fit. So within the mm-hmm. first like 30 minutes of the movie, I was just like. Can't. Oh, it's in there a lot. I feel like. Yeah, he, I'm like. But I that can't. was. I like, feel like he was trying to create the reality of of the. I get it, this. but like it's. He's, he's received a when lot people, of criticism. People, I'm sure he's received a lot of criticism. Yeah. When people tap yeah. dance around that ally <laughs> word, I'm like, Ugh, uh. yeah. before I before I get really upset with you, because like Quentin Tarantino is one of my favorite Shame directors. With you or with me? No. Oh, with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Oh. Before <laughs> I, was, I get, I was like, yeah, I do like when, Django. <laughs> no, before I always like, I'm where the Kimbe is, where I like dissect my surroundings and the the situations at hand. So my whole thing is, I don't think Quentin's racist. What I do believe is he did try to do that, where he did try to set it up as realistic in that time frame. 100%. 100%. Not realizing how weird it comes off as a black woman, knowing that, like, this, like, white guy we thought was, like, the white guy who made Pulp Fiction, who we <laughs> thought was down with the culture out here, just writing the N-word all willy-nilly in the mm-hmm. script, like, was probably saying it how, like, he wanted, like, mm-hmm. Leonardo to say it. It's kind of just, uh, I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm, I don't, before I get upset with you, I'd rather just not watch your art. Oh, that's fair. In that mm-hmm. sense. I think that that's fair, yeah. though. Then that's the best way yeah, to handle it. I think it's one of those yourself, things. Well, I just fair, want to remove you. my... No, it's like how people don't listen to R. Kelly music anymore. <laughs> wow, you they really don't. Yeah. And Ignition was one of the white people's yep. songs at the bar. It was. Not anymore. Can it's I not. ask, since we're dialing back to that, why do y'all love that song so much? Like, in the grand scheme of black Hollywood and the hierarchy of R. Kelly songs, I don't think Ignition is in our top five. No, definitely not. But why is it in yours? I just, see, I don't think it's in my because top five. Not I've, yours, I've, not I've yours this, personally. I've, answered, I've answered this question plenty of times a lot because they circulate the same playlist at all these bars of 2008 to 2011 tracks. That people can sing to. But why, why I, was those, that I the song this, that was picked? I've heard I the same playlist I, played at every bar I for think the past I know 10 why. years. It was very easy to sing along to. Yeah. It's very easy to dance to. White people can't dance. Okay. That's the truth. You know, y'all heard that. Y'all can't we dance. We don't have to whisper words. Yeah. The mic's are. Yeah, I know, but they, they can't dance. Okay. No, so I, I think. That's another reason I'm going to I think it was very easy. I start feeling really uncomfortable when I look like, around. I always, I always wonder that. So thank you. Like, I was yeah. always genuinely concerned. Like, like, bump and grind. And you think of, like, believe I can. Like, you think of all these great R. Kelly songs. And, like, literally, when, like, R. Kelly's, like, chapter is written or whatever happens to him, he'll go down in history for. Ignition being like his most Definitely. like ignition being like like the well, most probably won crazy awards. It did. That's what I'm saying. So, do you not remember the music. now? Uh, what was that? That's what I call music. And like that was the commercial for like two so years. We, we circle back around. Once these things break out of their own market, once they transcend, then they really start getting that buzz, and then they become trendy the ass songs. Do we at the Irish bars? I have to go back, and I'm I'm doing it, pulling it way back. He was probably at a couple Irish bars this this weekend. weekend? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. No, no, 100%. Mm -hmm. I know I was. Yeah. I might have to to see if I could Google some, like, 106 in Park, 
to mm. see how how did that go to number one? Mm. Do you, you, ever, you never watched Do you know what 106 and Park. Park is? Nope. This is such a good conversation. This is what I mean. This is one you wanted to have. This is what I mean. This is the type of stuff you love. These things. You don't know who AJ and Free are? I don't. No way he knows who AJ and Free are. What? Huh? I'm looking it up right now. What was the one that you said? I had to look up Tamino. TRL. Do you know TRL. what TRL is? I do know what TRL is. That's what I mean. You see? But that's what I mean. Because they had, why would they watch <laughs> if they had their equivalents? People you, only got so much. Ayana, well, let me not watch TRL. But I did not. I did not watch TRL anywhere near as much as I, I watched 106 oh, okay. Park. Yeah, that's but saying. like, but that's what I'm saying. I wasn't going home to watch TRL the way I was going home to sit my ass to but watch Free and But AJ. you see, and this is something I find so funny because like we want to sit here and be like, oh well, why don't they do this? Like these people at the top of the top of these business systems understand they read the markets just like we talk about market and say like, oh well, that's working in that community. Why don't we just go ahead and make a spinoff and do it here, right? Steve Harvey actually talked about it this past week on EYL when he said, when he, you remember Steve Harvey's big time. Right? No. When he would have the stage, uh, it was like when he would do the uh, Showtime at the Apollo, right? So it was a spinoff of that. So he basically. Wait, that wasn't the Apollo? No. So that's like, that's the thing he I spun off. I just thought it was the Apollo. So, exactly. So he spun off and did, hold on. So he spun off and did Showtime, uh, Steve Harvey's Big Time, right? Early 2000s, where he would have the acts he come on. He stole shows. He stole no, no, the he Apollo took, cause he, shit. Because he, remember, he was, he was the, um, he was the longest leading host of okay. the Showtime All right. Apollo. So that's where I'm getting confused. So, yeah. So they did the spinoff. He was like, yo, instead of doing this at 1 a.m., let's do this in primetime television. So he would have the acts come there. He'd have three judges who would sit down in front, right, and judge the acts. People from all around the world, and they would show up what they were doing. Once his show stopped, what came up? I don't know, American Idol? America's Got Talent. Ah. Right? But he said, he's like, the reason that was able to happen is because he didn't protect his show. IP. So they were able Me to neither. go. They were able to go and just make a spinoff of it, we right? We finally agree. And then America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent became the huge thing. Right, because once again, you find a way to now market this to more and more people where it's not just, oh, Steve Harvey's big time. Because once again, if you're not in the black community and if you're not watching comedy and stuff like that, are you really gonna even know who Steve Harvey is? But I feel like you didn't know about that show before Which America's one? Got Talent. You only know about it now because he Which talked one? about it. No, my dad, I mean, like the Kings of Comedy, like yeah, Steve Harvey, say, so like Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey show. Black Hollywood. This is what I'm saying. Like, Steve Harvey it is, goes back, bro. So Steve Harvey for the black community would be, um, Who's the guy that used to do National Lampoon? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, dude. I don't know his name, but, but the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Harvey would be mm. like that for us. I don't like, know. I feel like he was so prominent. He was Steve Harvey was dominant. He's a billionaire. But, um, but I'm just He's talking, done it. But that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about specifically his shows like and, and, and who they reach, right? Like we said, like Kings yeah. of Comedy. Ask your family, like when you're with them, ask your cousins. Hey, yeah, guys, have you, you ever watched Kings of Comedy? You guys ever watch Kings of Comedy? No. Do you know who Bernie Mac is? Like, I do. Okay. Right? But like half of these comedians that we see now doing stand-up, doing all these shows would not, like those things wouldn't exist if Kings of Comedy didn't happen. And so I like, think, do you know who Richard Pryor is? Pro- no. No way. Right? So Richard Pryor is probably the best comedian of all time. Wow. If not the greatest comedian of all time. I feel like I'm embarrassed then that you, I don't know who that is. No, but bro, like, I, these are why I like these comedians. Well, like, no, I never, it's just about, I like, actually learning, never like, thought about that. Like, there's, like, white people that probably don't know who Richard Pryor is. Because they're not having these conversations. Why should they? But they'll tell you, Louis oh. C.K., like, uh, plenty, like, right? Which is funny because I've never watched a Louis C.K. A single C. one, exactly, right? Um, wow, Louis C.K. is fantastic. You know and who Bill Burr is? You gotta know Bill, Bill Burr is. Oh. Tommy, I, so, Tom, so I like, do only because my boyfriend recently made me watch a stand-up. There you go. I didn't find it funny. Oh, well, there that's we, fine. Because you but probably didn't fine. even understand the relevancy of some of the jokes. Mm-mm. You probably heard some of the jokes and like, I don't get that. I didn't. But that's why when you hear black <laughs> jokes, it's like, ah, I get that because that's like what I go through. Yeah. Of course. But that's that's what comedians do. You have to appeal to your... Dude, I, before, remember Sidney Gant? We had him on mm-hmm. our podcast. He talked he just about per- this. Dude, he just... Per- yes, he did. He just performed at the Helium Club. Okay. The Helium Club in Detroit. And he... 
knocked it out of the okay. park. And he said after he got off the stage, he's like, I think I just found my demographic. Mm. I think I finally found my people. It was the yeah. best show he's ever had. Okay. He was saying, but it's just like, appears that's awesome. To yeah. Cause he was talking saying. about that before. Like, you know, like going out there and just being, Yo, he was even talking about like laughing, in front of like a church bro. crowd, right? Like imagine, yeah, he didn't we do talk about black people, crowd. but let's think about like, if we were talking to black church people, that's a whole, that's a whole different, different demographic, set, right? Mm-hmm. So we yeah. talking about, well, they like funny enough, where people thought I would be really upset about Britney Griner being mm-hmm. a black woman. I was like, I'm more upset because she's like one of the more prominent figures mm-hmm. in the LBGT community. Mm-hmm. Like for me, like. See, but then don't you think then the fact that that's happening and it's not getting any relevancy, right? And right now that's like a big thing, right? To, I think to that's be the in weird that community. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's the weird part. Which, which to what I'm gonna say, mm-hmm. to, to wrap this up and then we'll go into the content wreck. Earlier you kept asking the question, why, 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 mm-hmm. why? I think it's only the majority of the time if it serves you. There we go. So if it is self-serving and if I share this black square or if I talk about Brittany Griner, it's going to make me look better to this person. So it's going to self-serve and help me, not because I care about the cause, but because I'm going to further self-serve myself and be self-righteous and feel better often. And The majority of the time is why that that's happening, hence why no one in that community, Mm -hmm. I I guess, because I haven't heard about it, and that's a prominent community that talks about it a lot. They haven't because it didn't self-serve them to talk about it. And not only to piggyback on that, it's not only... (laughs) Right there we go. That's what I'm saying. It's not only like... That was really well said. That was amazingly said. Not only is it not not self-serving to them, right? But it's not self-serving, and they don't understand how it will give them a greater value in their community, right? Just like you said about dropping the black square... Oh my God, all my black friends are going to think that I'm down for the cause. Exactly. But you have not talked to me about another black issue in the past that's year. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Right? Like, so you have not said, like, oh, like, a let's question. Go. I know you want to get surprised. Yeah. But I'm like, because you guys, again, you, it's always, in my world, it's always just been like you two and then like mm-hmm. AJ Jerry. Mm-hmm. Like, so how do you guys, as brothers, right? 100%. Um, how do you guys have these conversations? Like, Albert, how do you go to Dikembe when you have questions of cultural questions, right? Because I think every person does. I don't think I like, have. Do you, do you ever like. It's not so much cultural questions. I mean, for example, when like we, we disagree, there's often times that we disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, like when the whole George Floyd thing happened, we disagreed on not obviously we all think that dude Derek was a scumbag, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it was more about the protest blow up. Yeah, 100%. The aftermath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was very difficult for me to understand why there was so much destruction being mm-hmm. done and like it being okay when then there's other acts when destruction is done and it's the end of the world. But the media was making it seem like that and then there were people that, because it was self-serving to them, Mm -hmm. because then they would have Dikembe be like, yo, well, he wouldn't feel that way because he's Mm -hmm. intelligent. But yo, dude, you're right, thanks for sharing that. That's not how you feel. That's not how you feel. You're just posting it because you want to propel yourself Mm -hmm. further. When in reality, you should have a conversation and disagree. The way that me and Dikembe handle it is, if there's ever something going on, is Dikembe's phenomenal just talking about it. That's so, how you handle like it. you usually start because again, I funny, not funny, but I have an ex friend that came back into my life asking for us to have a conversation, and it it wasn't even about the George Floyd thing. I mm-hmm. we'll talk about this more off air because I know we want to wrap this up, but like I do, there are just some people. There's there is a demographic. I'm not going to say what demographic. There is a demographic of people where I just when it comes down to extending the olive branch, I'm just mm-hmm. not there. But and that's fine. You don't have to. Well, be. You, and you brought up the you know the word demographic. I think when we look at that and based on the conversation we've had, the demo, it it 
it is going deeper now in 2022 well, than just okay white or black right it is going down deeper to like what are you like we talk well, about I values thought it was a, a, like you two would be like the most interesting of mm-hmm. people because like let's be honest you're from the sticks mm-hmm. right so yeah, like from the boonies we country boys you're country boys yeah, right country so boys. like Kemi loves country music now love been country. bumping it with the windows down Can't, i was I'm looking at horses yet. again this week I'm, that's that's a side talk that's a side talk i'll show you some of the horses at the front. yeah 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 um Bro, she she really she's got the hookup. I know, I know. But I was thinking, like, how, like, the cultural, the just the culture shock for both of you to come to Philly, right? Mm-hmm. To move to Philly, yeah. and you guys moved here 18? 11 years ago now. Yeah, we were eighteen. Eighteen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then, so that's a whole cultural shock because, like, how I think how kids in the city are raised are way like you guys, like a hundred percent. You guys world. do spicy stuff yeah you guys do spicy no we, we grew up in an environment that had we were able to have controlled chaos definitely that's that's how i sum it up now being like out of it like we were able to sit there and do as many bad things as we could that would have gotten any kid here locked up in the city within a day oh you're talking about like the parties that were thrown parties all the bad decisions drunk I, driving I, I, like I all those things about like, like Mud and shit. Oh, that's just, that's just fun. <laughs> that's say. just fun. You're just hating. That's, that's just, just fun. No, that's what you mean. That's bike, that's bike life out there. Uh, what you mean? That's just fun stuff. The Kembe was huge in the airsoft. That's bike. Oh, I used to run up and down the woods like it's like paintball, but with Never the mind. BB guns. Yeah, it's like paintball, the little pellets. Spicy, spicy stuff. I used to think I was in the military. So, anywho, so then you you get here when you're at that coming of age, because mm-hmm. I do believe like 18 is like the year of coming of age, right? So like sure. the 18 to like 23 is 20, when you kind of like, there we go. you yeah, start to kind of like. 18, you're still so dumb. Yeah. You're still so, you're dumb, so dumb, but I think the reality is at 18, you think like, you think you're an adult, right? So yeah, like, you're not. We were, you're not. We were grown little men. We were much more mature than other people are. Oh yeah, I was working full yeah, time. Yeah. You guys were dope. Yeah. I met you guys at 18. Yeah, you guys yeah. are, yeah. you guys had us smitten. Oh, yeah. Um, so then I'm thinking, wow, like all these events that happen for you, like, if I'm correct. Trayvon Martin was the first one to happen. I would right say Trayvon happens. Yep. And then, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Eric Garner, New York, yes. is that the first? So all these cultural things that are shifting and shaping mm-hmm. your your adulthood, right, mm-hmm. and your manhood, and mm-hmm. what that manhood means to you. So like, I, I was just very curious to see like like how because again, you guys are like when it comes down to like, and I'm not gassing you guys because I'm on the show, but like you guys are like the definition of like an amazing friendship this like a beautiful friendship so i'm just Thanks. like hear that Kembe? Thanks. we do this you, got, you we guys do, do really well i'm still so, trying to get him to say i love you it makes Kembe feel nice what you just said it do <laughs> <laughs> so i wonder because i think al's always been a very curious person you've always been very inquisitive I have. so when it comes down to subject matters that might be sensitive for Dikembe, like sure. how do you go about it asking the right questions or even asking or do you or do you let Dikembe kind of just like lead the discussion or like before he goes before he goes I'll say that like that is I think that's the thing it's Albert leads with curiosity it's a thing that we say almost in every other episode because I genuinely felt like you would ask a question like even today with the black Hollywood stuff but that's the thing like people I I genuinely know you're asking this from like a a curious from a curious realistic stance I will take my I will say my realistic opinion i will not lie i will not try to cater or i will say how i 100 percent feel about the scenario mm-hmm. why it is that way and i will ask but and i think another thing too that answer. really that really That's works how. between us is that 
at this point in our lives, we've grown to a point where we realize that nothing that we're saying about a subject is directed to one of us personally. Absolutely right. not. Right, like, because we're talking about a topic. Right. Like, before this topic even popped up, it had no relevance, like we said, to our lives. So why the hell am I going to turn this whole situation and now be like, oh, you are the, you are the reason yeah. that this is happening. You right. know, like, I find right. it so crazy. But that's why I said, like, I really... It's the emotions, like people, we get very emotional. And I'm not saying that as like a bad, like, because you should be able to feel what you're feeling, but I think we also have to be able to check ourselves before we try to express what it is that we're feeling. Because if we lead with that emotion, we are gonna constantly be tiptoeing around whether or not that person's gonna receive it well, because they may not be ready for that energy, right? Like if I come out and saying like, man, I just saw another black person get shot and this is going up on every news media, you see, you, you got to see what, what these white cops are doing out here every damn time I turn on the news. Every week I turn it on, I see a stupid media, blah, blah, He's blah, blah. He's never said that, by the way. But this is, I, I... Disclaimer. But it's like, I, I hear people who get to that energy, and I'm just like, do you think anybody's listening to you anymore? Take it in another scenario. When you go into the office and your boss comes in mad as hell, right, about something that happened in his personal life, and he wants everybody now to care about it. Are you trying to hear that out? Or are you trying to wait for him to get back to his normal tone that you know and then trying to have the conversation. Mm. Right. That's why I take a relationship. Nobody would have any of these conversations that we try having about such serious topics in any other world. But when it's things that are really serious, things that are really like affecting culture and society, we go with like, we're ready to go to war. And that's why I'm just like, we can never get to solutions. We can never reach a, a conclusion or consensus and say like, well, and that's why I brought the point too, is like how many decades are we gonna keep talking about some of the same issues that have been affecting the black community before we ask ourselves why aren't some of these things changing? Let's have a real conversation on why it's not changing. Let's have a real conversation on why other communities aren't talking about this. How are we going out and extending the conversation beyond ourselves? Because once again, like I said, I can only speak for myself, right? And I talk to plenty of black people on a weekly basis who wanna talk to me about gentrification, people coming in you know, and buying up all these places. And I said, when was the last time you talked to a lender about buying a house, right? When was the last time you talked to the people on your road about a neighborhood cleanup? You talk about the roads always looking sh shitty and crappy and can't do anything. Let's do these things, mm. right? But if we always lead with energy about, ah, nothing's getting done, blah, 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 we cannot get to the real conversation about what has to be done. So long story short answer to your question is Dikembe has a lot of white friends, and he's been able to approach it in a realistic way. Okay. That's it. You really have to just build up like, I don't want to say it's like, like you have to, it, it's, I think it's once again just self-development. Like you have to just develop sure. yourself to be able to have these communicate, these, these conversations. Well, at this point, there's only certain people that I'm like willing to have the conversation with. That's the, that's, that is the icing on the cake right there is knowing who you should be having these conversations with and knowing that once again, yeah, like I it's just, just like, there's, there's certain things like we talk about business conversations all the time, right? There are certain things that I will talk about people now. And I was talking to somebody else about this. Like, why am I debating certain things about business or like these other aspects when it's just like, I know this person hasn't picked up a book since the 10th grade. Yeah, like and it's nothing against them, but it's just like the conversation shouldn't be had with you because you're just not, we're just not here on an eye-to-eye yeah. -eye level. And it's like, I need you, like, maybe you can do some things. Here are some things I can recommend, right? Like I'll send articles, I'll send books, I'll send resources. And I'm like, it is on you now. Like you, the saying goes, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. I can have the conversation with you. I can recommend things to you, but if you don't want to pick it up, that is how I'll make my determining factor on whether or not we should have this conversation going forward again. Because funny, not funny, I think how Al and I became close is was he would ask, obviously, you were thrown to the wolves. <laughs> God bless you. I did great. I loved Al. You, you did great. But he would ask these questions, and it was, and to me, like, it wasn't this 
white kid that was trying to be an, an asshole. He mm. was genuinely just curious about black culture, yes. especially black culture in Philly. Of so, like, was. we spent our entire shift just talking, just me educating chopping him, and he was so open to it. Just chopping like, it up. I know that. But that's, and that's what, but oh think my God. about I've that. given you enough compliments. Yeah, we I are done. We're yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the last thing I'll say in there. But it's like, just look at <laughs> how, just look at like how we today. come from them, right? Like from LA Fitness. And we're still talking and having conversations with the same people, right? Like you said, all these events have happened over the past 10 years. But we still have fine ways of having conversations with Albert, AJ, Chair, Kamar, right? Like Don. So like, I still talk to these people. And I'm just like, wow, like there's, it's interesting to see the growth amongst people and how like the conversation has continued to build and how our perspective, right, on other communities is also changing just because we are able to have these conversations. Yeah, of course. So, like we said, hopefully people are having conversations in a nice, calm, controlled, uh, and civil way. I mean, we could definitely, since I'm, since I'm a quarterly guest now. Um, <laughs> but no, but I definitely think there's, there's definitely a deeper conversation to have. 100%, um, for, oh, sure, convers- for sure, for sure. That's the thing, though, conversation always goes deeper. Right, like, with you for you, sure, uh, dude. Well, that's the thing because, that's like, your bro, MO. it's I want to be, I want to get you out as the much communication. Well, no, I want to be also because there's also like this double-edged sword because I think that just shows how mature you guys are mm-hmm. in regards to your like, uh, like emotional intellect, mm-hmm. right? Because sure. you're able to have these conversations and not get angry. Where mm-hmm. I have seen transversely, like I've I've been on the stance where listen, I'm not educating no white people. Like I just don't, I just don't. <laughs> I'm don't not I'm not Google. Like yeah. it's exhausting. And that's but that's a part of the development. And that's like, why I said like, like for exhausting. me, you realize it's like you don't have to be the educator for everybody, right? No. Like there's a certain point. It's just like we talk about stock and stuff all the time, mm-hmm. right? Just like people mm-hmm. like somebody ask, special. <laughs> people ask you about stocks and stuff like that, right? And it's just like okay, I can tell you about some basic stuff right. here and there, but it's just like, there's also plenty of research you can do. So it's like, if you really care. Do the research. Dior, right? right? You see me say it all the time. Or Dior, to the, uh, D-Y-O-R, do your own research. Or listen um, to the Deckmar Trades podcast. Go and listen to Deckmar Trades podcast. We're trying to learn about some stock. You know, well, we got no, two of them. I was going to say, because usually, and the why I asked is, I would, I would see it most, like in, in regards to the relationship thing, mm-hmm. you usually take out your frustration on the people closest to you or the people that love you because- exactly they there's a buffer there right because so that's why i was like i wonder how these two deal with i've also never in the uh, maybe that's because i've never really partied with y'all but i've never seen you guys like bicker like i've never seen you guys tussle about what nothing that's what i'm saying like i've never seen you guys like squirrel is that the quarrel? There's very. I don't think there. He doesn't so, really. T- the Kembe doesn't really tussle though. He, yeah, you like, don't tussle. Because I snap. I know me. Like you I don't. don't I don't have like. That's yeah, why it's I say, very like, difficult I, for you to snap. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like if I'm at that point, it's. Yeah. Think about it. Like I don't fighting my boys. Like you'll never make me that angry. Like in like Mm-mm. between us now externally, if somebody else is trying. I'm to, sorry because I'm just thinking about the conversation earlier and that. Really yeah. Like does that's have what. I'm Poor like, the kid. I do. I, I don't because yeah, I, I have I have to be the calm one, right? So like I sit there, but like if I'm seeing somebody else trying to challenge my boys, it's I go mute. Like I know my. If you ever see me just stop talking as much as I talk, mm. if I stop talking because I see somebody else talking, like Albert used to get in situations like this all the time in our this young days. Not, this is not true. All right, he used to try to jaw off to people. It's not true, right? And then I would just have to stand behind him, just and I would get silent because I'm like, if this kid takes a swing at him, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna go. I'm a blackout. <clears throat> well, there, blackout. Mm, there's been a couple times that LA you pulled That's up. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You pulled up and you had some stories about the bar. You see? So. And I just got to get quiet. But yeah, that's what we do. It's about, it's about development. It's tough. It's not easy. Speaking of development, Dikembe, 
What is your content rent of the week? Man, you know, I got a new audio book this week. I got a new audio book. What is it? The E-Myth. Oh, the E-Myth. Man, this book alone going to make us a million dollars. What's Okay. What is it about, Dikembe? Um, it is about why most small businesses do not succeed, mm. right? Why most entrepreneurs um, fail at business. Because you know the stat, like they say, 50% of small businesses will fail within the first year, I think. No, within the first five years, right? So when you look at that, it's like, okay, we got some stuff to battle. And everybody sitting here is a business owner. By so, Michael Gerber? Yes. Mm. So he talks about a lot of things. And we kind of touched on some of these things before, you know, like um, understanding the different roles that you play in a business, right? Whether it be the entrepreneur, right? Whether it be the person you would consider as like the technician or the person who's the manager, right? Like you have to play multiple roles in your business until you find a way to hire other people out, right? So he kind of just breaks it down and has, helps you identify, you know, like how you can start saying like, okay, this is what I'm doing right now and this is how I can systematize that. This is what I'm doing right now and this is how I can find somebody else to fill that gap, right? And if also thinking about like long-term, it's like build your business in a way, he talks very, a, lot, a lot about scaling, right? So build your business in a way that if you had to do this 10 times over 20 times, like Ayana, imagine you had to open another 10 elite Hell sports no. factories. Not a chance. But what type of operation would it have to have for that to run like a McDonald's franchise? You could probably franchise this eventually. 100%. LA you got right. you got nine El Chapos. Listen, <laughs> listen. You know some people like we said. I could find we, it. You could probably franchise this eventually, dude. This is but, awesome. But think Thank about you. it. Like, what's the difference between like? And this is the thing that excites me about people who are entrepreneurial or just creative in general. Because I, I like ideas, right? I like where people can take it and being able to pair that with a business, right? Now you can really build a lifestyle around something you enjoy doing. Think about the person who started F forty five years ago. True. It However, started with a small space, right? And now they have that franchised across the world. And I think they're what, like the one of the large, if not the largest uh, fitness franchise in the world. Yeah, but their workouts are trash. Yeah, they're so think that. But that's what I say to people though, because I'm like, Alex is not a fan. So I'm like, think about it. You know, your workouts are great. I would also, folks, um, I just think you could up your game. Um, if you could ever just set up a female version of this, because I feel like, I feel like you and Alex chop it up. Yeah, like the boys that I am athlete do it. So let's do it. All right, interesting. Let's do it. A pivot. Let's do a it. pivot. Very nice. Mm. Mm. So if you ever if you ever get bored, just let me and Alex just chomp it up. We got a couple anyway. things coming in the future, but this that's you see another idea. Yeah, right then. But this is what I'm saying, like, because we got it. But that's we t we talk about like, and one thing we talk about is building out other, I guess, channels of first step, right? Different things that we're going to be doing, like the spike ball that's spike ball tournament that we're uh, working yep. on. Yep. Right, and you guys are going to be seeing some more material over that in the next few weeks. Ignore me. His handwriting um, is so pretty. <laughs> but at the same time, too, it's um, you we want to continue to say like, okay, like, like you said, okay. And all women's podcast, right? Like doing these things, a gaming event, you know, yeah, I mean, that's what Barcel did. And that's exactly what Barcel exactly, did. Exactly. Because about how many women podcasts they have. And I wonder, but I wonder like when, whoever was at the top of that, right? Like yeah, I wonder when real. Portnoy finally, like I wonder at what point he said, we have to think bigger than just doing barstool sports, like time dude. events, time, time, learning experience, time. And like we say, that is a that is definitely a part of it, right? Like that's that's what's going to be there. Like the time is going to be there no matter what. But what is your vi like? Where is your vision going to with, and what are you doing with that time? Because just like we're saying, if we were only focusing on just doing one episode a week mm -hmm. over the next five years, that's not hard. No. Right, and that is not that grand of a vision. I'm waiting for y'all to double up. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I'm waiting a week. It, but that's I, where I feel like that's I, where I like you the see exclusivity though. Like I get, I get texts when we don't drop one. And that's the thing. That's why we need to really nail that down because you see, and that's like, why they drop TV episodes once yeah. a week. And once they start doing double content, that's you just wait for like, it. that's more like a monetization and like engagement standpoint too. But those are the ideas we need to have, right? Like, okay, how, what do we need to do on an operational standpoint to be able to drop two episodes a week? 
right? Yeah. Like how many people are we going to start having to interview on a monthly basis a before lot. we can scale at that rate, right? So what is the book about? Scaling, optimizing scaling. business, right? Like not failing in business in the first few years. So listen, you got some reading to do. You got to read it. I'm sending it over to you. I know. I, I write down all the books you said. You got, you got to go through them. I got to get on my Audible my Audible. Just, just put them on. Just put them on in the background. Yeah, Take I remember some notes. the like, podcast to listen to. I'm do you have a content wreck of the week? I do. Um, I think last week I... Th- or last week, huh? Mm-hmm. Last time, one, we didn't even talk about. I know, your, I tried your, to stay away from it, honestly. You did great. I you know. did great, fam. <laughs> Thank um, you. Just to update you guys, right. it's really working out over here with Jimmy and. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we, had to we honestly Jimmy, wanted to talk Jimmy about the Joel. Sixers and the we Nets game. But Mom, I can't talk right now. They rolled oh, us in, gosh. they rolled us in Philly, so yeah. listen, that's it. We're not going to talk about um, it. They came here and stomped us. Yeah. I'm so happy we didn't talk about that all episode. So happy. But. Content wreck of the week. I think last time, obviously, I talked about the pivot, which is Ryan Clark, Channing Crowder, and uh, Fred Taylor. Duh, my guy. Mm-hmm. Love him. Um, so they recently, so I guess they would have dropped their new episode today. Oh, I know so what you're last week, about. they dropped the episode with Mike Beasley. Mm-hmm. If you guys don't know, I'm like the biggest basketball fan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Beasley graduated my class. Um, phenomenal player. Was. I think they had projected him to do like uh, no first overall, wasn't he? He was second overall to who? Um, Was it was it Odkin? I think so. Um, However, crazy thing was, it's weird because I got to watch him like play, and Mm -hmm. I got to know him, and he was like he was a very silent guy, but like just a genuinely a nice guy. Mm -hmm. Um, So they brought him on the show, and you guys know how I feel about. about um, mental health. Um, I think it's such a great episode, especially for men Mm -hmm. to watch um, because I do, I do think it's, it kind of allows you guys to like, it gives you guys a space. I think it gives men a space to realize that it is okay. And it is so cool Mm -hmm. to talk to your boys about what's going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, And to just check up on each other, like to really just check. The comedy, in yeah. like just have that like I think girls do it all the time mm-hmm. where we get caught and lost like, again this is why like I love doing the podcast with you guys because I don't think it's ever like a scripted situation mm-hmm. I think no. we like that's not the point it's yeah. not the point like we literally just like go off the dome well like, that's what we're saying that's why we joke sometimes where it's like oh low, let's stop talking so we can get this on the podcast 100%. because this is yeah. this is how we talk like these are the conversations can I tell have. you something because you'll appreciate this do you want to hear the names in that draft yeah please Beasley? please yeah that draft so, was sick so that draft was so sick the first pick was Derrick Rose mm. D Rose mm. was the first pick rightfully so coming okay. off that season at Memphis mm. animal phenomenal yes yeah and deserved the first pick absolutely yeah Beasley was two OJ Mayo was three bust um, Russell Westbrook he was in that class? I thought it was the class fourth, after. He was fourth? Fourth pick. Kevin Love, five. Danilo Gallinari, six. Eric Gordon, seven. Stop. Yep. DJ Augustin, nine. Brooke Lopez, ten. I'm just reading big names that I know. Jared Bayless was 11. Um, Rob Lopez. Rob Lopez was that class? 15th. Damn. Getting drafted. Yep. Roy Hibbert, 17. Um, oh, my God. JaVale <laughs> McGee was 18. JaVale McGee was that class? Shut Damn. Dude, oh. Serge Ibaka, 24th pick. One of the, This had to be one of the most stacked drafts. Has to be. Yeah. Uh, George Hill. Oh, my God. George Hill was 26. Gorgon Dragic was 41st pick. Hmm. D. 
DeAndre Jordan, 35. You have no, no. The Dude, this is, going. It, going. It, this is crazy. It's honestly it's a crazy. crazy. It's a crazy class, which is and why. And Joe Crawford was 58. Which is why I think this episode was super important because, again, literally look at those names that you just named. Most of them are still playing. Mike Beasley is not. Um, he finally, because again, Mike Beasley is a very quiet and like a internal person. He uh-huh. finally opens up about what actually happened mm-hmm. with his career, um, how the media was just awful to him mm-hmm. during a very, very awful time in his life. Um, and I really do salute like Fred Taylor and Channing Crowder and Ryan Clark, even though Ryan's a little messy, but whatever. Um, I really do com- commend them on just giving a space for, for men. Just mm-hmm. like like the most macho of men, right? What's the name of it? It's called The Pivot. Is Ryan, is it Ryan Clark from RC and DC? Same Ryan Clark. That does, mm-hmm. Wow, that's all. He's the man. Um, he's, a good, uh, he's a good commentator. Yeah, he is. He's great. They threw him into yeah. the MMA world. Doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about fighting. Dude played in the NFL. He's, he's such a great he moderator. He so well to it. He, he is. Like, he's, he transitions conversations, and mm-hmm. he's so good. And I think just the balance, if you watch I'm Athlete, um, and you know that whole mess mm-hmm. that went on with them, um, I always thought that, like, Fred and Channing were just really great together. Like, they're a fun, fantastic duo, but, like, Ryan is just, like, that cherry. And, mm-hmm. like, this conversation, I think, again – is super important for a number of things. One, nobody really knows what happened to Mike Beasley. And again, you read that yeah. that that draft class is insane. It is. So, and the reality is, if you look at the numbers, his rookie year compared to Jason Tatum, he I think he was averaging the same as Jason Tatum his his did, rookie year, but with less minutes. Where did he finish his career? New York. He and he was balling right when he finished his career. Like he was. A, I'm saying he he played his role. Yeah, he, he was did. Solid. Um, long story short, uh, and again, I'm not trying to like blow the blow this spoiler alert or whatever, but That's what you're doing. His, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, his mother, his mother went through a really, really hard time with cancer, mm-hmm. so he had to take a break. Um, came back, and some more tragedy happened, and the organization was like, "That sucks. It's awful." And like now, you see the mental health issues that cause that. Mm-hmm. And like I thought, Fred Taylor. Ryan did awesome. I thought Channing was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do hope that the men that watched the, the episode are like, you know what, I'm going to check on my boys more. I'm going to like just reach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to reach. Oh, you guys talk to each other every day. You guys are in the group chat. So you no, guys, like, not I mean, you guys, but. You brought up a really good point there because we talked about this whole lot at the end of last year. I know like we had these conversations, right? Just oh, like yeah. checking in, just like, like how life is going because you realize that guys don't talk enough about you real guys, shit you guys like we don't. will we know more about athletes lives about celebrities lives than we do about what's going on with our boys like do you vent to like to Kembe or like any of your friends about like married life sorry alex i love you yeah. oh yeah no but i pry like i make it like yeah, that's my does. thing like i make it a mission to like know what's going on with like my, my my like my people like the people around me because like you're saying it's easy to just go around and be like all right man did you see what I happened last you, night yeah. on tv right did you see what that game last week and then I have no idea, like, how his life is going, how his work is going, like, well, you how his health say, is. you would never say, did you see that game? Though. Never. Yeah, that he one. would never. That's, but that's <laughs> like, what I mean. Knew. That would never. He would never. And I think that's why, for me, like, and I can only talk for me because it's just, like, I, like, there's so much other stuff that I would rather talk about with people about great. themselves. That's and, awesome. and that's why I don't hold it against people. But, like, for me, like, I know these are the things that give me energy. Like, those are the conversations I love, right? Because, like, I know 
I love knowing what's going on with them because just like you're saying, it's like, you don't know, but if you have this conversation like they did in that um, episode, it can uncover so much and help people heal through so much that they're going through or that they have just trapped in their head. Like there were conversations we've had that it's just like, bro, like do this or X, Y, and Z. And it has helped me just overcome obstacles that were in my mind thinking that like, ah, I can't get through this. And I think, like you're saying, more guys need to have that because we're not talking about that. I think just more people in general, because I've been like, after watching it, I was like, damn, like I, I get so caught up in my Mm -hmm. moment that like, I like, I love you guys. I don't, I don't think I ever just reach out and be like, you Mm want to go grab a beer? Granted, Mm -hmm. granted, but we we don't either. I know. So we have to. You shouldn't know. Because we'll party. Oh, we would. We should, that's, we that's should not. Problem. We'll party. The, well, the Kimbe. The Kimbe <laughs> should come with the bartender. Like, hey, y'all done. Cut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. Bartender, no more. But no, I no really, like, watching that, I like, again, watching the episode, I was like, damn, like, how often do we, it shouldn't be a podcasting moment. It shouldn't be on film. How often do we just check in on each other just to yeah. say? 100% agree. You and know what was, I mean? Just to be like, hey, are you good? Yeah, and that was for the, real, though. Yeah, that and was like, the whole thing. Ask them, are you good? And the person, they nah, I'm good. And they'd be like, nah, no, no, are you really for good? Real. You gotta dig deeper. Like, that surface level, like, it doesn't I f- help. Anybody. I feel like you do, and I feel like you're mm-hmm. just a pain in the ass with it. Oh, yeah, because I, I know, like, 100%. you said about that, like, I can tell. Absolutely. Like, I can, I pick up an energy very fast. Like, I, like I was that person in the office where it's like, if you come in in the morning and I can tell your energy's off. Now I gotta have a conversation with you about life before we even start work. Like I'm not talking to you about work before you came in here co- clearly frustrated about something that happened before you got into this this oh, place, right? Her spicy chicken. Yeah, right. Like that was a moment. Like so we gotta tap in. So I gotta figure oh, out like how she that feels. That is about the non product well, like product wreck. You see? It's definitely the non product. But that's what the, I'm saying. The, like the carne the yeah. carne asada. No, no. The polio no, the asada. Polio asada. asada. Yeah. Can you speak Spanish? Mm. Nah, I'm trying. Mm. I'm on a 67 day streak on Duolingo. You gotta keep working on it. Know where it hit me? (laughs) Where? Because in Miami, you go to Miami, everybody speaks Spanglish. They do. The Bronx? Nobody speaks English. (laughs) No. Nobody speaks English. Oh no, you have to speak Spanish. And if you don't speak Spanish, you are fucked. That's what I'm saying. You were in the the food you were looking for. I was in in the Bronx. They they was looking at me like you fucking gringo. Like you are not from <laughs> you're, you're a fraud. Like you're not from here. You see cultural relevance. Dude, you're not relevant. Call to me that. because of my last name sometimes, and they're like and they speak Spanish speak, and they just start speaking Spanish for like insurance. Wow. Yeah, and then they're, and I'm like, dude, and I have I'm to sorry. tell them, like, mm. no hablo. Mm. Like I and would they get don't that that hurts. So in the they Bronx, probably feel would, bad, but I'm yeah. changing it. I'm yeah. gonna change. That's what I said. Like I'm up there, and the, obviously I I look Afro Latina. So like mm-hmm. they come across and they start speaking to you in Spanish, and I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Took like four minutes into the conversation. <laughs> I'm like, till they really mm-hmm. speed up. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, hablo uh, no. yeah. Mm. yeah. So like. Uh, I Not definitely even a CSC, just no bien. No bien. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, English? How do you think I feel? <laughs> African people see me, they see my name, and they just start speaking French. Y'all know any French? I do. I don't know no French. Mm-hmm. I know how to say French. pound it. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Bon, mais bon. Ha <laughs> 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 Like that. Damn, that's we ready. Nice. That's cool, right? You guys right? start saying that as people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say it to my, my cousins. Well, they're not really my cousins. You know how black people got everybody cousins. And everybody's cousins. We all family. Mm. I get my content right. Yeah. We're not yeah. getting to you today. Let's go back to Tayana's conversation. I was like, so, please tell me that it's some type of like Rosetta Stone or something. Well, I, I do I use Duolingo. I'm a huge Duolingo guy. Huge. I fell off really? my Duolingo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, every day. I'm going to need you to. In. I'm definitely going to need you to send me that because like, yeah. I, I had a spiritual awakening 
Like, Dude, you should get on Duolingo. It's so it's easy. It's taking me a while, though. But Make I do it every it. single day. We'll start making that our daily thing. We'll, okay. we'll check in with each other with that. I like that. I like that. I'm going to share with I you. I like that. I'm okay. going to hold you accountable. I like uh, that. I'll Accountability hold... partner. I love this that. is how we get better. We can start texting only in, in Spanish. Spanish. I love that. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So anyway, my content wreck of the week is, well, I use the Calm app and I use the, the FitMind app, whatever. I and mean, I've talked about them before. But I stumbled on, what's it called? The Chemic Progressive Relaxation to fall asleep. Is that the, is that the method? The Calm app does it, mm-hmm. and like they guide you through yeah, I don't know the a name method. Of it, I, it's, I think it's mm-hmm. progressive say, relaxation. Calm, you're like the first like normal like normie like NARP mm-hmm. person that I know who who uses this she's without. Me a NARP. Well, we consider ourselves urban monks. She's called me a NARP. Well, we like, have a name for it. My whole life, we're urban monks. Well, not more so like I'm a, a NARP, NARP. but a NARP. like so the only people that I've ever seen use the Calm app are people that I know are getting some type of cash at the end of it like it's only really? been like influencers i've mm. never known a normal like a regular schmegala to be using it mm. so like now i'm super interested so yeah, continue I use it. to i use it every morning really the calm app? yeah Kemi loves the calm app i use the FitMind app now i well i use the calm app still at night and sometimes they have really nice soundscapes to like just oh, throw in in the background best. um like whatever rain mm-hmm. outdoor office space they even have an office space for people who work from home the calm app has an office space soundtrack mm-hmm. Where it's just like sounds from an office to make you feel like yep. you're working in a public setting, which is a crazy thing to throw on. But anyway, progressive relaxation is a way to help you fall asleep, dude. So, and they guide you through it. You're just sitting there laying down, listening to it. It goes by and you're, you flex like your feet and your legs as hard as you can. And then take a breath and let the flex go. And mm-hmm. you, and you do that working your way all the way up the body and then back down. You literally feel your body just melt like jello. So even go on YouTube, Google progressive relaxation to fall asleep, listen to the guided thing and just shoot us a message. Let us know how you sleep. Dude, I die. It's like crazy. You just pass out. Mm-hmm. It's great. Those things really work. Mm-hmm. We are just learning more Y'all and more. Y'all see me over here just downloading apps. Like, I'm just- Do you use an Amex? Huh? Do you use an Amex? Does the business have an Amex? American Express. Yes. With American go. Express, you get a free year membership to the Calm Premium. Speaking about that, they, they sent us some stuff. We and can you talk said about the FitMind app? Oh, yeah, what they did. They sent us, hey, people, all I got to say is set up your LLCs early. When you get your idea, set it up because business has got to be established for some time before you get lending. So mm-hmm. having a business that even just has an established date at an early point can help you out. So We really talked this one. We talked. We talked. This was a long one. We talked. This was this was a good one, though. These are the, these are the conversations that we really enjoy. I'm glad you had this. I'm glad mm-hmm. you guys had this. Help people tap in, you know and hopefully people step away from this conversation and be like, you know what? Maybe I do need to talk to my people about some stuff that I don't talk about ever. I hope so. I think we have a lot of good clips out of this episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of nice little four-minute clips. Got to dive deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. You get those apps yet? I, I just downloaded right. them. We're, we're going to get Ayana to download Duolingo and download Calm. Oh, next, I need that one too. Sorry. Because next episode, we're doing it in straight Spanish or French. We'll, we'll figure which, which one we're doing. But. Ayana. Thank you so much for coming on. Dude, thank you guys for coming to my space. Yeah, dude, you got to link. We, I will talk about this off air, but mm-hmm. you know some people, and we could record here. Yep. We can meet here and record here. We I do. I'm actually, on. we'll talk off air because there is a, I have a couple, Good. A couple of my guys yeah, that yes. are home. That's what to, I want. For spring break. Yes. Or sp- not spring break. For whatever. I don't, I don't know. Let's what call it's it spring break. Spring break. We'll call it, we'll call it spring they break. They are breaking it spring. We got to get some of your contacts on because you're connected. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I want to definitely. And what are we? We're connectors of people. We are connectors of people. people. And I, I think some of my boys would love just having yes. an open flow conversation in a spot where they spend a lot of time. So. Yep. And that's what we're going to do. Let's do it, people. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And as always, enjoy the first set.